what's up gamers my life sucks wait so your idea was truly just the phrase what's up gamers my, my life, life sucks <laughs> Welcome to Deals and Scams. I'm Wayne. I'm Owen. And I'm Sandy. This is the show where every week we look at one deal and one scam. Uh, Who's got the deal this week? Well, that'd be me, Wayne. All right, what's your deal, Owen? All right, y'all. This, y'all, this week's deal is baseball. Baseball. Huge fan already. So I don't know why you're bringing this as a deal, but go on. I am not a fan of baseball. I actually think baseball is a boring game. I I don't like it. So I, I'm all ears, Owen. I'm all ears. Okay, this is perfect because my tra- my trajectory, my baseball journey has been – I'll give some personal background first. I have never been a, a sports person. I yeah, have always been super uncoordinated, which is funny because I danced for a long time, and that requires coordination. But even then, I wasn't very coordinated. So I've never really liked sports because, at least in an early age, I felt like I couldn't really participate well so I was, yeah participation you know, I, is huge in sports exactly right. and so i became you know i from the beginning i was a nerd you know i liked i liked reading and shit what none of this none of this ball yeah. none of this hand-eye coordination yeah 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 and other than that i also just thought baseball was kind of boring right i thought it was right. i thought it was a sim you know a game that was fairly simple where you really are doing one thing and you know if you ever go to have either of you been to a baseball game oh yes. yeah i used to okay. go to dodger games a lot with my with my family but I, I i think it's i don't i mean i think it's a pretty it's a pretty difficult game to play but it's a boring game to watch like it requires a lot of technical skill but it's i i find it so boring to watch well and as you you may know that baseball games are notoriously long yes oh and yeah. they've you know they've been getting longer apparently to the point where you know you're basically watching a, a, a the ring the opera if you if you go to a baseball game that aside though i have completely flipped my take on baseball in the past few months and okay. i'm now a huge baseball fan Wha- and Whoa, and okay. you're probably asking how yeah oh i'm, Ask, I'm asking, asking how. how okay how how all right there's a few reasons the main one being a a YouTube channel, which I have to give a shout out to, mm-hmm. that I've been watching, called, and I love this name, Baseball Doesn't Exist. <laughs> okay. Right. okay, okay, okay. And it is, uh, if, if you're interested after listening, I highly recommend checking out the videos on this channel. Right. It's what essentially is the a channel that, of this channel? It catalogs the craziest stories in baseball. Oh, and let okay. me just say, baseball has the craziest stories. Right, right. I, I and uh, so I at first didn't understand the name. I was like, oh, baseball doesn't exist. It's just a funny name. I clicked it because of that name. Right. I saw a channel called Baseball Doesn't Exist. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's not baseball. true. It does exist. I exactly. feel like this plays off the birds don't exist meme. Well, I think it's more than that, though, because... I, I've now watched probably hours of videos about baseball history, mm-hmm. and I'm at the point where I am. I, I'm also like, baseball doesn't exist. There's no way oh, this is true. Like mm-hmm. the the um, the details of these stories 
and there I, I have to preface this by saying there's absolutely no way we can even touch on a tiny fraction of all the baseball stories mm-hmm. because there's but so tell many. me you have a favorite oh i have some good ones i've brought oh sweet okay i have some sweet. great I'm excited. ones okay. um yeah and again check out baseball doesn't exist highly recommend but yeah so that's where i'm at with baseball and i i the more i learn and the more i specifically about the history and even current day current players who we'll talk Mm -hmm. about the more intrigued i am and the more i realize wow this sport offers something that i don't think any other sport really offers or has offered well yeah and what is that like what specifically does baseball offer that other sports don't baseball doesn't exist okay (laughs) so and i can't describe it sandy (laughs) but like the more you learn the more you'll be convinced that this can't be real right so, I mean, what I'm hearing, so, okay, so I think baseball is, I think the one and only, um, the one and only interesting element of, of baseball is the fact that it's, 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 it's ability to like generate stories, like you said, like, that's interesting. That's interesting to me, right? And I think that there are, like, baseball's the most romantic sport, I think. Mm. Like, they're, they're at least in the US, like there's there's this level of like lore and romance and like drama surrounding baseball and baseball history that is really unique to that sport. Like there's been like uh, Michael Chabon, he's a, a, a writer that did this book called Summerland, mm. which is like about the romance of baseball and about like the magic of baseball. And there are so many books like that that I read as a kid that were all about like, the magic and like myth of baseball. Like the Sandlot is a lot about that, you know? And mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's cool, but I still think the game itself is boring as hell. Yeah. Okay, Sandy, I'm glad you brought this up because I think um a lot of the appeal that baseball had for me when I was getting back into it is the romance, you know, the aesthetic, yeah. you know, yeah. like it's weirdly, I don't know, it feels weirdly like indie and cool to be into baseball right now. <laughs> and I, I think guess, you guys would yeah. agree with me about that. Well, I don't really care about that. See, yeah, like, yeah, maybe, yeah. No maybe indie, it is. It, it, in order to be a certain level of indie cool, you can't care what the indie cool thing is. <laughs> all right. See, now we have a problem because now I, I don't want to associate with this indie cool argument at all. But now you've you've made it an argument such that I, all right. So yeah, checkmate. Yeah, so yeah, you anyway, checkmate so. me. You got me. You, you, I pitched a hundred mile an hour curveball, and you knocked you it out swung, of the park. Yeah, yeah, you swung a home run. <laughs> anyway, so I, um, uh, basically, what I want to say to Sandy's point is that like, I was also very enraptured with the um, the mythos of baseball, uh, and then I went to a baseball game, specifically I went to a Dodgers and Astros game. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember a couple of years ago, but the Astros got caught cheating at the World Series and they beat the Dodgers. I do remember this. I yeah. And so this. at this, this Astros game was like, this was like, this was in the Dodgers stadium uh-huh. and the fans were so mean to all of the Astros. Like they were uh-huh. constantly throwing things and like yelling things. Oh my God. Very, very yeah. mean. And it occurred to me then, there is romance in baseball, but only from afar. When you look up close, <laughs> there are no good guys or bad guys in baseball, right? Yeah, the, it's just, there's drunk just, idiots throwing beer, yeah. No, there's just our team and their team, right? Uh-huh. And the best way a game could possibly go 
is if your group of guys beats the shit out of the other group of guys. And that's all there is to it. You know, like they, you don't use bats on each other. They use it on the balls. So, it, so nobody dies. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's to me, it's up close. It's a very brutal sport. Okay, well, let's get into we I think we've talked enough of the romance of baseball. And let, I want to get into some of the actual stories. Mm. And then I think we'll we'll have more to talk about. And to be honest, I frankly don't even know where to begin. One story I'll bri- briefly bring up that I highly recommend our listeners check out um, related to the drunk idiots fighting each other. The Dollop, which is a podcast, did a story on 10 cent beer nights. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And all I'll say about that is it is the pinnacle of drunk people fighting stuff in baseball. Mm-hmm. But yeah, aside from that, I just want to I want to point out on just to give you an idea of how much baseball lore there is on Wikipedia. We have articles for the history of baseball. The origins of baseball. These are all different articles. OK, baseball in the United States. Right. History of baseball in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> and you can the list goes on. Right, right. Um, the list goes on. So, I gotta I gotta sit up straight for this. Okay, all oh, right. All right. Oh, it's, oh, it's the first adjusting. player we'll talk about today, I think, is I want to start with Yase Puig, who's a a current baseball player, I believe. Uh huh. Yeah, age thirty one. Right. Okay. Who has a not only is extremely talented, but has a fascinating backstory and honestly an incredible backstory of how he became the the legendary player he that we know today so on his wikipedia page i'm just going to read from it and this is about his life so yase puig starting in 2009 puig tried to defect from to mexico from cuba so he he uh, was originally from cuba Mm -hmm. and played baseball there but uh, as you may know um you can't really just leave cuba you can't mm. really just defect Cuba and go to another country. That's not really how it works. Right. And Yasei Puig was very underpaid um, for his level of talent while he was in while he was in Cuba. And he he knew that. He knew he could be making millions playing for an American team, but he was kind of trapped. And so begins the story of him trying to defect to Mexico and the United States. So he tried to defect to Mexico 13 times in order to become a legal resident so he could become eligible to sign a contract in Major League Baseball. Okay. The first time, 13 times, 13 times. That's a lot. The first time, police pulled over his car. The second time, the boat failed to arrive. I'm not going to go through all of them, but I'll okay. them <laughs> The third time, police raided their safe house and detained them for six days. Now, note, all of this is happening. Well, Huig is a player for Cuba's nat for Cuba's national team. So wow. right. um so there's this element of you know they can't necessarily just put him in jail forever because they want him to play and they want him to stay yeah. playing for Cuba but he doesn't want to stay. Uh-huh. Uh on the fourth try, the US Coast Guard vigil uh cutter vigilant intercepted their boat near Haiti. The fifth time, so they didn't make it to Mexico. The fifth time, he was successfully taken to Mexico by Los Zetas, a murderous Mexican drug cartel involved in cocaine and smuggling. Wow. So that was just the fifth time. There right. were 13 tries. But 
I mean, eventually he did make it. Um, oh, and I, 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 I'm gonna chime in here real quick. I hate to say yes, this, please, Sandy, but to please. me, it sounds like what is amazing about this story is yes. this man is in a difficult situation and he refuses to 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 just accept that situation, right? But baseball doesn't play into this situation at all. See, Sandy, I argue that it actually does because I think baseball sits in a realm that truly no other sport does in that it's existed for a very long time, a very, Mm -hmm. very long time. And it was kind of the first sport to become international. You know, I feel like that is not true. What about soccer? No. Okay. So think about the radio. Think about, um, think about what sports were played on the radio when it came into existence. Baseball, right? And I I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so you're saying you're saying you think soccer is more international than I mean, I I feel like I know soccer is more international than football. I think that obviously, I mean, not more international than football. It's the same sport. I know soccer is more international than baseball because I, I, that's, I feel like that is a, that is pretty uncontroversial thing to say. Well, okay. Maybe it is today, but Uh I think my point still stands that. The, the thing I'm trying to capture here, and we're going to go into more, a few more stories. Okay. Is that baseball brings out some incredible stories. And yeah, you can't, you can't just say, you know, the amazing thing here is, is this, obviously, Yasei Puig has, is amazing and it has an amazing life, but you can't just ignore the baseball element. I, I guess, I mean, so Catherine, our producer, uh, mm. uh, typed in the chat as soon as Owen said Puig, she wrote Puig, all caps, bunch of I's, bunch of U's, which means uh, so Catherine knows more about baseball than any of us, and um, or at least I think cares more about baseball than any of us, yeah. and um, I, 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 so so clearly we're missing something, right? Or at least I'm missing something. I don't understand why uh, Puig is is a you know like an icon right but apparently he is well so i think you're already seeing you're you're you at least see the beginning right because he has this incredible origin story right yeah yeah yeah. so that already sets sets this guy up to become an icon um and he's had a pretty incredible career i want to read some stats but you know what here's the thing i actually don't know that much about baseball game i'm learning i'm learning all these Uh i'm learning what rbis are I'm learning what uh <laughs> what all the positions are. Um, so I'm a new baseball fan. So I do want I, I want to say that I I am coming to baseball not as someone who knows a lot, but as someone who 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 is ready to learn. You know, ready to mm-hmm. see what this part has to offer. And I'm arguing that it has a lot. So okay, well, we could we could just talk. We could spend this entire you know however long talking about Puig. But I feel like there are other stories I want to talk about as well, just to give you guys a tasting of why baseball is incredible. Mm -hmm. So let's go next to Ted Williams. Have either of you heard of Ted Williams? No, no, no. Okay. So Ted Williams, uh, I'm going to read a little bit again, was an American professional baseball player and manager. He played his entire 19 year major league baseball career, primarily as a left fielder for the Boston Red Sox. Okay. So this guy, Ted Williams is known as one of, if not the greatest baseball player of all time in conversation with names like Babe Ruth. Right. Okay. So, yeah. And 
well, I'm going to talk about a, a bit of his life that probably isn't even the most interesting, like, isn't even his greatest achievement, but I think we should talk about. It. So before that, first of all, he played in baseball, then was drafted during World War II. Right. He left baseball, joined the draft. He mm -hmm. flew something like 39 combat missions, which is a right. lot of combat missions. Yeah. And he, you know, received many awards during this time. And at one point he was, his plane was shot and he had to do an emergency landing and he survived, which is nuts because, you know, a lot of times you wouldn't survive that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then he came back to baseball after, after serving. Mm-hmm. And, and would go on to have a great career as a manager. Now, here's something, though, that I want to read you guys. So he died in 2002, and it was kind of a big deal back then. There was a lot of media coverage about it. A lot of people were very sad, obviously, because he was a loved, a loved dude. But then something happened. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Though his, okay, so this is about his will. So after he passed, though his will stated his desire to be cremated and his ashes scattered in the Florida Keys, William's son, John Henry, and younger daughter Claudia chose to have his remains frozen cryogenically. Okay. <laughs> so, so this became a whole scandal about our Ted's kids you know, trying to sell his body, essentially. What's happening here? Why are they freezing him? Right. But this really happened. That's all I really want to say about this. That is something, and to this day, he remains frozen cryogenically. So wow. you may hear about, you know, Walt Disney being frozen cryogenically. That's just a conspiracy theory. Ted Williams is actually frozen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, that's also nuts. But again, I feel like, how does that have to do with baseball? Well... Okay, so I feel like that specific detail okay. doesn't have much to do with baseball. Uh huh. Really, Ted Williams, you know, did a ton for baseball the game. I feel like I'm not doing service to his baseball career because I straight up don't know enough about the sport. I mean, look, it's possible that I'm taking for granted how amazing these stories surrounding baseball are because I guess it is crazy that he like went to war and then he gets back and he plays more baseball. Like that is kind of it is there is something kind of nuts about that. Like clearly that's like a dedication to the game, you know, uh -huh. but I don't know. I just like I I think that I think that how how is baseball any different than any other sport in that regard? Right. Like there are. Yes, there are amazing stories surrounding every sport, like undoubtedly, and that involve every sport. But how is baseball uniquely situated to like bring out these stories? It's Sandy. I can't answer that question, but okay. it is like yeah, okay. I'm very convinced it is. And you know yeah. what? If you have to, if you have to call me out and say, you know what, I'm gonna have to say it's a scam because I can't back that up. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. But I, I truly believe it is, and I, I, it has, and maybe it's the romance of baseball. Maybe it all goes back to that that it has this history, especially mm -hmm. in the United States. Um, and so maybe that is part of it. And that these stories are told more often because people are looking for them more versus, you know, with other state sports in the States, maybe the, the story, those super, you know, weird stories don't get told as much, but I contend that baseball does have an ephemeral quality. Baseball doesn't exist. Right. Even though it does, you, you know, I mean, Wade, 
Wait, you've been very quiet this this during this discussion of baseball. Well, how do you how do you feel? How do you feel about baseball? Like, how wh- where are you coming down? Um, I think uh, I agree that baseball has some really interesting stories. I don't think there's been anything to address the accusation that baseball is boring. Right. Um, I think that when you're pitched, like the reason it takes so long is because pitchers take forever. And the yeah. reason pitchers take forever is because one, like pitching is really hard. You know, you can only throw so many pitches per game before your arm like literally gives out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, your muscles and ligaments tear themselves apart because you're throwing a ball so hard. And um you know, just getting a chance to relax and focus and really think about your next pitch probably helps pitchers perform a lot better. So, of course, every pitcher like wants to perform well because uh, if they don't, they'll get sacked. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they take forever to throw and that really slows the game down. Yeah. Um, well, Wayne, I want to respond to this because I mm-hmm. think you brought up a good point and I'm going to make an illegal move that would get me a red card if this were a metaphorical baseball game. Um, wait, do they have red cards? Dude, I don't think they do red cards in baseball. They, get, they throw people out. I would get yeah. ejected. <laughs> okay, they definitely don't. I would get ejected from the game. There okay. we go. Um, okay. Which is to say that the deal I am arguing for, I guess you could say, are baseball stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is the true heart of this deal. And yeah. I don't know. Have either of you seen Moneyball? I think that's another oh, great example. I love Moneyball. What Incredible are your thoughts on Moneyball? film. Big, big pro Moneyball. Have you seen it, Wayne? I have, yeah. What do you think? I'm a big fan, yeah. I'm a big fan of Michael Lewis, generally. Who's Michael Lewis? The uh, he wrote the, the book. book. Oh, he wrote yeah. the book. Okay, okay, I see. I never. Okay, okay. Yeah, you never read the book. No, so. I know. Fake fan of Moneyball. Fake, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fake fan of Michael Lewis, honestly. Yeah. Well, but okay, I mean, yeah. Well, I, so Moneyball's I'll a great film. Great movie. I'll say this. I feel like the the way I've presented this deal has not done justice to baseball. And part of that I want to emphasize is that baseball is so big and has so much incredible history that I struggled. This is what I want to emphasize. I struggled to figure out how to capture how to capture all of the amazing baseball stuff that exists, all these incredible stories. And I don't think it's possible. I think you could fill multiple libraries with ju- multiple Wikipedias, with just baseball stories, yeah. you could keep going. And Have you guys heard of the baseball team, the Savannah Bananas? No. no. They're like the Harlem Globetrotters, but for baseball. Oh, really? They're like a comedy baseball team? Yeah, and they do. I think they do play like real games against uh-huh. other uh-huh. minor league teams, but they like play this modified form of baseball where you can um, steal first, like no matter what. <laughs> And huh. um, uh, points are scored by inning. So whoever wins the inning gets a point. Oh, wow. So, um, so no matter what, by the end of the inning, somebody is always ahead? Exactly, yeah. I see. Or tied, okay. yeah. And yeah. Um, they don't start. They have, a time, they have a really hard time limit. So they yeah. don't start another inning after like an hour and a half or something. Yeah, I see. Well, and so... All baseball games get played in like, you know, two hours or something. Yeah. I mean, I think that that sounds like a compelling way to play baseball. Catherine, our producer, did mention in the chat that uh, there are infinite rules and ways to play baseball, which ah, is yes. which is interesting. Like, I, I, I think that 
I think that, and, and I think that as I could, I, I feel like I heard about this recently where it was like, because games are getting longer, they're implementing new rules in major league baseball to combat that. Correct. Yeah. So it's like, there's, there's like the decision. There's very complex decision-making. Yes, yeah. there definitely is. And I didn't realize that, but I do have one. Okay. So Owen has brought in a, a video for us about, about baseball that apparently will prove their point about the power yeah. of baseball. It'll, it'll, it adds some flavor. The title of this video is work it Willis. Let's all take a, let's all take a listen. Okay. So work it Willis. It's from the YouTube channel. Work it Willis. All one word. It has a lot of views. Holy shit. This is a lot of people watching. So really what this video is for our listeners is this is a video of a Houston Astros game and their mascot is I don't know how to describe it. Willis, it's an alien. A yeah, green, he's a big green guy. A big green guy, and he got hips. Will, we're, Will oh, he, he got has hips. Mad hips. And so part of the uh, you know, part of the pre-game fun is uh, Willis will come out and do some dances, and sometimes we'll try and get um, various people on the field to partake. And so this video is an insane dance routine performed by none other than not Willis but one of the one of the people on the field i believe an umpire no no he's a security a guy. ref a security a security guard yeah, yeah yeah i knew that i i know i know every position in <laughs> everything about willis <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a it's a it's a pretty sweet video it's a pretty sick video but wait i think the ultimate question is since you're delivering final judgment this week are you are you convinced that this has this video convinced you that baseball is in fact a deal Actually, this video has convinced me that baseball is even more boring. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. But that's both a blessing and a curse, you know, because baseball being so boring, you know, it opens the window for you to sit at a baseball game and chat with your friends and right. watch silly things and watch the um the mascot race, you know, when all the mascots race around the field. Yeah, 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 yeah. Classic. That's the Ain't that mm. the best? Yeah, that you is know? pretty sweet. And you eat a you eat a hot dog and oh yeah and, like a really long i mean hot that's what dog. they call it like a hangout game right because it's like even the people who are playing are like just kind of hanging out for like half the time you know yeah and yeah. i love it. you know what the next deal i'm gonna do is boredom <laughs> okay <laughs> interesting. Right now. certainly i mean i think we can try we can try um and execute baseball on the basis of being boring but my final judgment is that it was a deal but that's not like i said it's <laughs> not that hard yes. to convince me like i, I already liked baseball yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm still not totally convinced, but I respect the take. Would you go to a baseball game with me, Sandy? Would you go to a Dodger game? I would. I would go to All a right, game then. Yeah. But also, that's more because I like hanging out with my friend Wayne than I like, than I like going to the Dodger game. Because I would go with you. I mean, I wouldn't go with you anywhere, but I would go with you to most places. You know what I mean? I see what you mean. Yeah, so going with me somewhere isn't a high bar. Yeah, exactly. Right. Would you we go get... with me to see, um, like, would you go with me to see uh, Marvel's Eternals? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, I probably would. We have another friend wow. who really likes uh, Marvel's Eternals, and she says it's a great movie about abortion. Is her, is her <laughs> so that that has that has made me intrigued. I. I, I would I would maybe watch it for that. <laughs> okay, so you haven't seen it? 
I have not seen this movie. No. Also, we can cut this. We can we can we can cut this out because I was I was not here. But oh no, this yeah, this stays in. <laughs> okay, this stays. So Sandy, I hear you have a scam for us. I do indeed have a scam for you guys. So look, originally my scam was going to be college recruitment, right? And that is, you know what? Let me rephrase. That is still my scam. To be clear, my scam is college recruitment, right? But okay. it has taken a fairly different form. Originally, the idea for the scam was just like those people who come to high schools to like you know hype you up about about a college and they do like college info sessions and they tell you a bunch of like they give you a pamphlet they tell you a bunch of stuff about the campus Mm -hmm. and how cool being at that college will be and like i i think that it's obviously a scam right because it's just to bump up application numbers. Like that's the only reason those 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 seminars exist, right? To bump up application numbers so that they can look more selective and reject more people. And it's the same thing with like college uh, application fee waivers. You know, oh, yeah. the that. only the only reason those exist is to bump up uh, the number of applications and therefore bump up the number of rejections, right? And so, I mean, Wade, real quick. Give us final judgment. What do you think? Is that a scam? Because I, I have more. Don't worry. This, there's, there's part two. But I want okay, you to weigh yeah. it on part. Oh, one. I see. Final judgment. I want judgment you to weigh on... it on part one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think um, the court will will grant this motion to declare college recruitment a scam. All right. Owen, any thoughts on college recruitment before I move on to the the actual scam of this this week? Yeah. Well, I see. The thing about college recruitment is, I feel like obviously as per usual i only have my experience with college recruitment right so i don't know if it has helped people maybe from different backgrounds maybe different socioeconomic backgrounds i know it never helped me i know it always felt like a scam and always felt exactly like you're saying to bump up application numbers they didn't they you know the college recruits weren't particularly interested in us as students they were more Mm -hmm. interested in us as numbers or us as yeah and so in that I'll agree. Scam. All right. We'll see. I will say, I don't even think that like, yeah, I, I don't doubt that it has helped some people. I'm sure that there are some people out there who have had positive experiences with those kind of seminars. But I would argue that ultimately a scam is something it, it helps the people giving those seminars more than it helps the students. Mm. Like ultimately, mm. even if it has helped the students, that's entirely incidental. Its purpose is to help the college. And I think that that's what makes it a scam fundamentally right yeah but, worst case for the uh college is that they get another application I yeah mean, you know, best case scenario is that they love you and you love them and they go yeah. there and maybe that's a deal mm-hmm. but your worst case scenario is that you don't get in and you gave them money and their worst case scenario is um they get a lower acceptance percentage exactly so it's like it's just a very different ball game you know but because it's uh because i i heard that Owen's topic was sports related i want to i wanted to pivot this into into sports into something sports related as well right and so my my true my true scam is not college recruitment sessions for the average person it's college sports recruiting specifically right i i think that college sports recruiting is a huge is just an insane racket right like it's a whole cottage industry um surrounding like how can we milk the most money out of high schoolers and the families of high schoolers? It's crazy. Like it, it, the fill us in, Sandy, fill us in. Yeah. yeah okay. In. So in my research on college recruiting, when you Google college recruiting, this is what comes up. This is what 
most people are referring to, right? And so that mm-hmm. kind of led me down a rabbit hole, right? I discovered next college student athlete, right? Which is a quote unquote teaching company designed to educate people about how to get recruited to a school, right? Now, I, I'm not saying that next college athlete, next college student athlete is entirely a scam, right? Like it, it's not like, they're not just stealing people's money. It's not a pyramid scheme. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. But I am saying that they don't always deliver. And according to some reviews I read on Reddit and elsewhere, they, they don't have the best track record, right? People say they're like oh, outdated, shit. not worth the price, whatever. And fundamentally, a company designed to take advantage of hopeful high schoolers. And that just feels icky to me. You know what I mean? It's like, even if they provided the utmost service, like, and it was super successful, like really high success rate. And it was like expensive, but whatever it was like, you know, for the top of the line student athletes, you know, then like, I guess I could understand. Right. But even then it feels a little weird. It feels like a company designed to take advantage of high schoolers. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I already have a take on this, which well, it's about why it rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. Why does it rub you? Which is that it really feels like this group has recognized that people's dreams, specifically young people out of high school going into college, their dreams are worth a lot to them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they yeah. can get those high schoolers who have dreams of playing sports professionally to pay them in under the guise that they will help them pursue the dream when in reality yeah. that's not that might not be the case yeah i think um the only space where they could possibly help is in the gap between what college uh sports recruiters can do on their own and the like reality of the talent that exists in a high schooler and mm. like there may be a gap there they're like there may be a gap where like oh you're so good at baseball or ice hockey but you just don't get found like mm-hmm. maybe that happens to a couple people but i think it's so marginal that yeah like if you're gonna get recruited you're just gonna get recruited anyway by the normal processes yeah that, and, and wayne not, not. in response to that i feel like you have just us talking about this i feel like has outlined a brand new law of deals and scams which we haven't given a law in a while I, I think the new law is the more middlemen you add to any situation, the more of a scam it instantly becomes. Right. Oh, yeah. Definitely the number of middlemen is associated with um, the level of scammery. Yeah. I 100% agree. The number of middlemen is, while not necessarily a uh, direct indication, it is, it is suggestive of, 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 of something being a scam. Because, and, and I think that's exactly it. Like, next college student athlete is the, is the, like, pinnacle of middlemanery. Like, all they do yeah. is advertise you. And they don't even, like, they, it's, it's, it's recruitment specifically, right? It's not really training. It's, like, recruitment. Um, so, the, 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 their goal is to get your name out there. And I, it's funny that you brought that up, Wayne, because a lot of, of, the, of the reviews and comments I read were like, look, if we're going to find you, we're going to find you. Like, in a lot of cases, this doesn't matter. Um, like, they, they, most college recruiters don't even look at the messages that, this, that these companies kind of send them because yeah. they, they just kind of treat it as spam. And it's like, it, it, and don't get me wrong, sometimes it'll help. 
right? For the, for the, for the, for the few, it'll help. But for the vast majority of people, they're just taking their money and not really providing much. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it might be tougher in um, team sports. Like you might be really good, but you're playing on a garbage team. So your team mm-hmm. never wins. Do so you never get noticed? Yeah. Um, but in a sport like a cross country, which me and Owen did in high school, your time would be uh, in these large meets would be recorded individually. And so like what recruiters could do is just like look at the, you know, top 10 finishers and like send those top 10 finishers letters. Yeah, I... I... Exactly. Exactly. So some yeah. sports will be more efficient than others. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, and then I, I think that I think that this brings us nicely into the next part of of the scam, which is not just next college student athlete and middlemen in general. It's the whole industry of college recruiting, right? Of college sports recruiting. It just, it's, in my opinion. And this goes back to our mediocrity deal from a few weeks ago. Uh, I yes. think that it greatness is, in a lot of ways, kind of overrated. And I think that in this, in this, uh, in this case of like college recruiting, it, I, I find it so hard to believe that the, that the cost is ever worth paying. Right, the cost in like dedication to the sport, the cost in time spent the cost and money spent it just it it feels so taxing on a young person you know and like these people are very young i read that um gymnastics recruiters for college gymnastics Mm -hmm. will recruit freshmen and sophomores which is crazy like you're so young at that at that at that stage in high school that i i just i just it it makes me uncomfortable right hey you know it's not a scam though Okay, what? What? Advisors who help you get into college. Jesus Christ, it's a scam, but for only people who don't have that. Right. Yeah. I mean, because they know all like the tricks to get you into like whatever college you want to, and they can, they know what essays are like gonna get you into whatever college. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to bring up my own personal experience quite famously when I was, uh, I don't know, it's not famous, but it's famous to me when I, when I was applying for colleges, I got into zero colleges that I, that like, I literally, th- that is not a joke. I got into one college and that was it. I applied to so many colleges and it was, it was, it was like, I, and none of them, even the one I got into, I did not want to go to. So it was, it was a bad situation. You know what I mean? Like, it yeah. Was, and to this day, I famously say that all those colleges were stupid. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's sweet. Eventually they were sleeping I did, on scene. Cause I, I transferred and stuff. So it ended up fine. Um, but I got rejected from a whole hell of a lot of places. And I think that like, I, I, it, it was just because my I my family was not were, were never the type to like get me like you know I don't know I think that we we considered tutors and that kind of thing like a waste of money it was like oh you'll f- just figure it out Sid you know and or which I'm not even saying it's like like look I figured some stuff out it wasn't that bad and I don't think that my family was wrong to say that oh a college advisor you know like a private college advisor is a waste of money it is a waste of money but like it's also apparently like what i needed because i just didn't have the the college application skills you know to make to represent myself well and so i i well this is the wrong word because Uh no matter how good you are at like writing and no matter like 
no matter how interesting a young person you are, Mm -hmm. there are so many arbitrary unknowables in the college application process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the only way you can know how to do it is if someone tells you how to do it, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like nobody really told me how to do it. But I think that the fact that you need someone to tell you how to do it is indicative of a broken system. Like, (laughs) the system should be self-explanatory. Like, it should be Mm -hmm. clear, it should be humane, and it should be comprehensible to a high schooler because that's the person who's applying to your your institution. Obviously, there are a million and one problems with college, right? And, 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 you know, the, the way we do college in the US. But I think amongst those problems is the sort of like the way that the application process is kind of shrouded in mystery, you know, it's obfuscated. And I feel the same way about the recruitment process. If we need middlemen, the system is broken. And I mean, the, obfu- the obfuscation is, I think, just part of what it takes to have like a fair application process. Like the people who... um are running the applications don't want their system to get out because then they know it can just be immediately gamed. So they uh-huh. do their best to hide it, right? Mm-hmm. But like inevitably there is some information leak. Mm-hmm. And so like these college advisors through the information leak like who who by the way often works in admissions offices. Yeah. Like they you they learn they learn um the information leak and then can use it to their client's benefit. So like I guess what, I, what I'm thinking is that by your definition, like every bureaucracy would be broken is what I'm saying. Well, uh, look, I which think, might be the case. <laughs> I'm not even necessarily saying that. I'm saying that this mm. this bureaucracy specifically, I'm holding to a higher standard of comprehensibility because it needs to be understood by high schoolers. It, like it yes, needs to be understood exactly. by literal children. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that's that's where I have to agree, Sandy, because I don't like that. A lo- yeah. Part of the scam that, again, rubs me the wrong way is that it feels like it's targeting young people. And, yeah. And that's so fucked up because, uh, I mean, not to say cliche, but young people are the future, right? And like they, you know, they the next great baseball player is young today. <laughs> yeah. So. And I, I hate that who gets to be that is in many ways determined by this system that only really cares about profiting off of the aspirations of young people. Exactly. And yeah. Yeah. I, I truly believe everyone deserves a chance to like hone their skills. But that with all of these recruiting systems, it often feels like you either participate in one that is a scam and get scammed or pay a lot of money to one that is also a scam to get <laughs> and then you get the scammed. better end of the scam yeah. right yeah exactly but it's still fundamentally a scam and i think that yes i think that it's it's just the price of greatness is too high is 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 and i think that if you could and some for some people like they're willing to pay it and fair enough but like some people literally can't pay it and then you're f- and I think as much as I, I agree with our, our previous point, right, from a couple of weeks ago, that mediocrity is in many ways a deal and accepting mediocrity is something we need to we need to live with and learn how to do. I also think that, like, it should never be because you because the price is too 
high, or it, I should say it should never be because somebody else decides the price is too high for you. You know, it should yeah. never be because you just can't pay the price. It should be because you personally decide you don't want to pay the price. And that is a perfectly reasonable reason to not be great at something, right? Because it's going to, it's going to cost a lot, no matter what, but there's, these these middlemen and the the way that college recruitment for sports works it's so it's just frustratingly prohibitive you know yeah it really is so yeah i'm i'm ready to 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 deliver final judgment which is that i'll just copy and paste what you said yeah and uh, call it a scam (laughs) plagiarism yeah i'll I'll do plagiarism another great scam plagiarism (laughs) well all right. Thank you guys for listening to to deals and scams. Don't forget to rate us 10 stars on iTunes. Write a review. Uh, follow us on uh, iTunes and YouTube and Spotify. Uh, so we'll do, we'll do, remember to leave reviews for the 10th episode. We'll do one shot per review left. We'll read it out. We'll review your review. Uh, then, uh, <laughs> it'll be sick. It'll be sick. Tune in. Tune in, man. Tune in, man.